Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron Gierke, am joined once again on the brown couch with Marcus Huff, our Director of Youth and Campus Ministry at Saints Peter and Paul, as we engage in a conversation about Daniel chapter 10, in which the curtain is peeled back for us into a spiritual realm where angels do battle on behalf of God's people. So this conversation, we talk about uh, spiritual warfare and battles that we all face in this life. We bring this message to you today to bring you hope. And so we hope that you enjoy it. Hey there, Marcus. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Good. It's good to be with you on the brown couch. It's good to be back. Again. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Kevin's fired. Yeah. Not on hiatus. On a hiatus, yeah. Hiatus. He's not fired. No. He's not fired. He, uh, yeah, just getting back from a, a mission trip. So he took a mission trip with uh, college students that, uh, Marcus, you usually... Yeah, he filled in for me. We had a baby and could have spent some time at home and not be too far away. So, yeah. But yeah, they had an awesome time down in Detroit with Camp Restore. And I think they helped clean up seven lots. Okay. I heard a lot of hands-on stuff with community leaders and yeah. working kind of a spring cleanup yeah. in the ninth precinct of uh detroit. detroit so yeah it looked cool from some of the pictures it looks like um i, I there's a lot of like uh, community gardens and things popping yep. up which which i think is really a really fascinating way for people to get in get in <laughs> touch honestly with with who god is and um yeah. and it, there's a lot there's a lot of i think spiritual conversations that can be had around getting your hands in the dirt yeah and Planting seeds and watching life grow and tending to that. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of. Frankly, that's what God created Adam, yeah. <laughs> Adam to do in the very beginning and stuff. So, I think that's really cool that you know, as Camp Restore is working in Detroit to, yeah, in a way restore life. That there's lots of projects going where you know so much. We missed some really cool couples last year. It's one couple in particular that had taken over these abandoned lots and cleaned them up and started growing stuff and had a, um, they sold their produce at a farmer's market and they um, even helped support Camp Restore um, financially from that. Oh, really? And they didn't actually own any lots. They were just abandoned. They just took them over and the city basically let them just have free reign of it and huh. work through it. And it was, yeah, really neat and really cool to be able to go back a year later. Um, our group left about a year ago. We were the last group there yeah. when COVID hit and we were the first week-long group to return. Yeah. So that was encouraging for them as well at Camp Restore to see us kind of show back up. And awesome. They have a new college graduate from Concordia St. Paul who's the director there and huh. really neat. So Very cool. Shout yeah. out to Concordia St. Paul. Yes. Marcus alums. and I are both uh, alum. Yeah. alumni. We yeah. would be alumni Alumnuses. if we're talking about not alumnus. <laughs> alumnus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. Daniel this week. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we're almost wrapped up with the sermon series in the book of Daniel. Um, and man, it's been, it's been a good study. I've heard a lot of feedback from, from a, a lot of, a lot of our podcast listeners who are also active, uh, you know, worshipers on Sunday yeah. mornings, uh, that, that the different things that we're putting together from, Sunday sermons to uh, to this conversation uh, kind of really all just keeps kind of peeling back certain layers and 
looking at looking at the words of scripture in different kinds of ways and yeah, yeah when I first so uh, yeah so we're we're conversating today about Daniel chapter ten and kind of what <laughs> Daniel uh, deals with there but when I first read Daniel ten I, I read it and I thought again like a lot of Daniel my first read is what in the world did I just read <laughs> okay let me let me read that again yeah okay. Uh, maybe I'm still not sure. Let me let me just slow it down, <laughs> take it by piece by piece, and then maybe open up some commentaries yeah. and get a little help on this. So, uh, so for me, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of study that went into this, and I guess where again, if you're not familiar with the story, it's basically Daniel has another vision, um, and he's anguished by this vision. Um, Angel Gabriel comes to him, as has happened in both chapters eight and chapter nine. And Gabriel, Gabriel comes to give him an answer to his to his prayer, um, but in doing so, also mentions to Daniel. It's it's not necessarily like the point of the story, but it's it's this this curtain is peeled back for Daniel uh, as Gabriel explains sort of this battle that's waging on between the angels that protect God's people and mm-hmm. the angels that are fighting against God's people and fighting against God's angels. So Gabriel says to Daniel, you know, basically I got tied up for three weeks fighting against the angel that fights on behalf of Persia and Michael had to come and help me. Michael is an angel of God and Mike, once Michael relieved me, now I can come and give you the answer. <laughs> At least that's the way that I explain it. I mean, it's essentially yeah. what Gabriel said, but it's this, uh, there's not a lot in the scriptures uh, about this kind of angelic realm. Yeah. So Daniel 10 is actually one of the only places. The book of Revelation kind of gets into it a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I mean, we see angels show up in the scriptures as sort of messengers that, that deliver specific messages. But in terms of an idea that that there's really like warfare battling going on between the angels of God and the the, the angels of the devil, demons, basically. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't know how much you have thought about that kind of stuff or seen or experienced it. I mean, there's practical applications, which we'll talk about, but... Totally. I, I appreciate the kind of the jump into the spiritual realm. I mean, Hollywood, not that I want to talk about movies too much, but like they do, they dance around with it. There's different movies that have been out in the past that even yeah. like a TV series that have popped up a little bit and they tend to be fairly gruesome getting into this idea of like big bloody battles happening hmm. in the background and um, and the scariness of demons and angels they're not really like alluded to as being very pretty looking right. beings right but I mean they're always showing up and be like hey don't freak out don't be afraid yeah for don't, sure don't be dismayed by my appearance yep. and the startling you right now yep. but um, but yeah I think the discussion just the highlight with just of spiritual warfare yeah. Yeah. as a whole is something that um, we've talked about, I think, maybe even on conversation prior, previously, but um, we don't talk about too often right. as a church typically getting into it. But um, I think when you get into a lot of missionaries in other countries and other places, I mean, that's it's very common. It's a very real, they, they, it's seen, it's almost more tangible. Well, that's I, I did want to ask you about that because you served as as a, as a missionary to um, to native villages in, yeah. in Canada for a good ten years. Was yep. and I know there's there's some Christian traditions in there, but also the 
you know, the native uh, mm -hmm. religious traditions as well. Like, did, did you have, were, were there more experiences with like kind of dealing and talking about a spiritual realm more so than we do in America? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We definitely, I mean, we definitely talked about that. I think maybe it's even with native, native culture um, traditions. I mean, just the spirit world yeah. was a more commonplace discussion or I saw and process life. But we did a lot of house blessings, okay. trying to, um, in a sense, pray God's blessing on a house, cast oh, yeah. out whatever was there. Huh. So often a house was, um, I guess, recycled or reused from someone else that had it, but whatever trauma or tragedy had happened there before huh. could, in their sense, leave something bad Okay. in that space hmm. and this kind of cleansing of that um people talk about you know just different voices or sounds or stuff moving in their houses and some of that paranormal kind mm. of stuff it gets labeled as as yeah. well and talking about that and talking through that um which is yeah i mean it's it's interesting i mean because i've done i've done the same thing in american culture as well like house mm -hmm. blessings and um but i I don't know what it is. I think in an American, maybe in our American society, where, like, mm, scientific empirical data is seems to be what's emphasized as hmm. what's something that's knowable is trustworthy, like mm -hmm. something that you can actually like prove and touch and stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe that's why like culturally in our society, trying to get our minds around or be okay with this fact that that there is other stuff happening that can't actually be yeah. necessarily seen or tested or proved it's, it's just it's hard for us to hard for us to grasp just because i think the way that we're trained in our culture operates yeah i totally agree there's less comfort with it in other culture cultures and places and you get everything down to exorcisms or almost more commonplace in some areas of the world are thought of and here you're medicated instead or something else happens mm. or a diet change or yeah different approaches to to that I, there's just a lack of comfort of it or not wanting to go there maybe even yeah so. well and i think like uh there's so much to say in my sermon but i, I this is this whole idea of like uh of, i mean mental illness is is only is one piece of it but even, like, I would go so far as to even talk about the fact that, like, physical illness, mm. um, r relational issues, all of these things, uh, it, it may seem on a surface level from our American empirical kind of world that, that these are just surface level things. Yeah. So you mentioned, like, with mental illness or anxiety or depression. Like, I mean, it can be tested and, and proved that for a lot, of, a lot of cases there is some sort of, like, chemical imbalance in somebody's... Right brain and mind and so we would acknowledge the fact that yeah sure like mental illness is a real thing it's a sickness yeah uh, just as cancer is yep. to the body yep. um just as diabetes i mean just you know name the issue but every one of those things every every everything um everything that's broken in the world mm -hmm. uh, is also a spiritual issue where um, frankly, the devil wants to do warfare with us and use that issue that we're struggling with to drive us away from God. Yeah. And what God can do 
in that moment is to also um, mold us and shape us into a, even a deeper faith and trust in him. So, like, but, uh, so I, I, hopefully that's clear. Like, we acknowledge, and, and I think, men, like, mental illness, the, 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 just the reality of, like, that word of anguish that, that I, I used mm. a lot, saying Daniel was anguished, a lot of you are anguished. A lot of you listening are, are anguished and yep. other words for that, anxiety or worry or stress, um, depression. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Like, these are, these are very, very real things yep. that a lot of, a lot of you guys and, and, uh, are, are dealing with. And so we acknowledge that they are real, physical, tangible, emotional, mental illnesses that, yep. that, that perhaps need to be treated with medicines or therapy and all that kind of stuff. However, we also acknowledge that it is a spiritual issue at the same time. What by, what I, again, I'm just going to repeat myself. What I mean by that is that say you're, say you're, say you're struggling with, um, with anxiety. Um, anxiety is a real thing um, in which the devil will want to kind of capture your mind, uh, get you to a place of doubt, mm-hmm. doubting God, doubting other people, Maybe even doubting yourself, you know, doubting that anybody cares about you, um, and and the devil will try to just draw you away yep. um, and isolate you and pin you in a corner. Um, so it's a real kind of emotional, mental illness, but it's a spiritual thing as well. So the the spiritual side of it, from a good standpoint, is that God comes to meet you mm-hmm. in your anxiety. He's never left you; He is with you. Jesus comes into the world. <laughs> to come to the least of these, to come to the people who are hurting, to come to the people who are broken, to come to the people who are yeah. far from him, right? And so, um, so the gospel is Jesus comes especially for those who are feeling lonely and isolated and afraid. So it's, am I speaking clear? That, totally, that we, totally. We acknowledge it's both? And you shared a story yesterday uh, with me, I think, and the staff as well, um, that ties directly into this with our early learning center kids. Okay. And you're talking about prayer. Yeah. Not being alone. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're talking and sharing to the the three to five mm-hmm. year olds that we have here weekly and we get to do chapel with and stuff like that. But that you pray and God hears you. He's with you. Yeah. And you don't need to be afraid because you're there. Mm-hmm. And, and your daughter... Phoebe even jumped up and said, hey, I have a real example of this happening. I was afraid in the basement. Yeah. I remembered that. I don't, be, I don't need to be afraid. Right. God God's with, with me. me. Yeah. You know, and how often do we need that as adults? Or we affirm kids in that sense that, don't be afraid, it's okay. But how many of us need to hear that again still? Oh, for <laughs> sure. So for sure. our church has gone through a lot of awesome uh, positive transitions and blessings over the last year. And amazingly humbling to be part of that Mm. but a big part of our staff conversations too is to check in with each other and talk about spiritual warfare (laughs) like things are going good prepare yourselves yeah we are putting ourselves in a really high place to be brought down quickly (laughs) or face troubles in in our home lives and our professional lives yeah our vehicles could crap out on us. You know, whatever <laughs> is going on, you know, all these little things that just are easy ways to distract, tear apart, yeah. 
um, yeah. and pull us away too. So I mean, yeah. it is a conversation that we as staff do kind of check in on each other for sure and try to support each other in that yeah. in that realm as well too. For those of you listening, uh, we're just this is just gonna be a really rough transition. Um, you may have seen and heard the the recording stop immediately as as Marcus was talking about spiritual warfare and how when we're doing lots of good things and proclaiming <laughs> the name of Jesus that the devil wants to uh, attack those things and our cars might break down. Uh, we were we were conversating and doing the podcast and looked up and then all of a sudden the camera was shutting off and saying, uh, memory card full. So uh, we just had to pause for a second and delete some uh, old footage off of our memory <laughs> card. And this is this is a reminder to me that this camera has two memory card slots. And you oh. can put two memory cards in, and when one is full, it goes to the next one. Now maybe we should do that. So yeah. Either way, <laughs> just so you know, devil, not planned, get behind us, yeah. Satan. But uh, you prove the point that you do not want us to do uh, good things. So... Um, yeah, Marcus, you were you were mentioning, and, and I was about to say too, like this is the reason that God has given us the church here on earth. Yeah. He's given us the church here on earth to um, to basically be in Christ for one another, uh, to step into life and situations with one another, to remind people that you are not alone, right? You're not mm-hmm. alone in this. I just, I just got back from uh, visiting one of our members who's, uh, who's who's shut in due to some uh, health complications, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he was he was in tears. the The fact that I was I was there with him, he said, just the fact that you are here with me, bringing me these words of comfort, hmm. means so much to me. You know, I mean, it's like, and I, I get to experience that as a pastor in that pastoral role. But this is this is the calling for every one of us to yeah. to, to be present with one another, um, and not just to not not just to give a hug, not just to bring bring a meal, not just to say I'm here with you, but actually to remind one another again that Jesus is here with us. Yeah. That the devil has no power. Right? Get behind us, Satan. You are a wimp. You've lost. And that was a huge part of Native ministry when I was in Canada too, was just a ministry of presence. Yeah. <laughs> and that reminder that God's with us. Our culture is so fast-paced and we want to fix, we want to move on, we want to be comfortable yeah. and get out of discomfort of agony, pain, yeah. our own inadequacies of knowing what to do in situations. Um, and that was one of the quickest things I had to learn going there and visiting with someone whose loved one had died. Mm-hmm. And you literally just sat in a stranger's house on their couches and chairs with a bunch of other family members in silence. And yeah. you just sat there. Yeah. Just you showing up <laughs> was a big deal. Yeah. And um, that was one of the biggest things over 10 years of ministry that we kept showing up in these uh-huh. communities. It wasn't the fun program or things you gave away or the great Bible study necessarily, but you kept coming. Yeah. You said you were going to return and you showed up. Yeah. And we talked about that Last week in conversate about God fulfills his promises and yeah. how huge that is. Yeah. And he constantly f- fulfills them and shows up. And sometimes it means learning. Yeah. And sometimes it means amazing blessing. And there's a blessing in that learning at the same time too. And right. that's really hard to right. figure out and work with at times. But just that I'm not a good person. I'm not great at hanging out. 
Uh. I don't know how to hang out. <laughs> I get I get uncomfortable and rather do something else, and yeah. I need to work on that. But it is good to know that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing that your daughter can can minister that back to you and oh her goodness. class. That God's with me. I don't God need to be afraid me. this moment. Like, yeah. how often do we need to hear that? How often? Are you guys listening, listening to that, to hear that in this podcast or yeah. other podcasts or live streams or other um, materials and resources that you have? Yeah. And that's a great discipline to work on, to fill their minds with those things and um, wage your own defense in the spiritual realm, this battle that's going on too. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, in my conversations with people too, like, um, even even after after Sunday, a lot of people said uh, I really appreciated that that message, but um, be, because I don't really pay attention all that much to this spiritual warfare that's going hmm. on around me, um, and I, I say like that's that's one of the crafty tricks of Satan, like because what Satan wants to do is to convince you he's not real. Yeah. And that God is not real. Yeah. And so he convinces you that God is not real <laughs> by also convincing you that he's not real and that what's really the problem is just you. So, like, to make you feel completely alone, you yeah. know? I mean, that's a really, like, crazy place to end up being. Again, so this is why we need the church to, to, to breathe into one another. But Satan is crafty that way. And, and I think also in, in his craftiness, what he, what he does to us, and I, I feel like societally, one thing we're not good at being as weak yeah. or being seen as weak um, or, or broken. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not like mm, culturally acceptable. Or if, if you are seen as, as weak or broken, that something's, probably, something's wrong with you. Right. And we got to get you fixed and back to whatever, whatever normal is, you know, which is just a total misconception and an outright lie because none of us are, none of us are fully restored perfect. Like I've got my own crap I deal with. So do you maybe in a different kind of way. And then the person who's uh, stuck at home because of health ailments is dealing with stuff in a different kind of way and mm-hmm. the person um, battling cancer is dealing with stuff the person dealing with marital issues you know like it's it, in some ways it's all the same sort of thing um, because it's, it's just all this acknowledgement of this brokenness and we need to we need to be comfortable saying I am not a hundred percent and I need Jesus to be present with me, yeah. um, to remind me that he loves me um, in my brokenness, despite my brokenness, despite my faults and my frailties. Because um, I, I think like culturally what's happened is, you know, if, some, if, somebody's, if somebody's weak again, we're like, well, there's, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we gotta get you back. Instead of, instead of just kind of acknowledging this reality, like yeah. you said, just being present, bringing Jesus into the midst of that. Um, obviously praying that God will deliver, that God will heal. Like that is our prayer. Mm-hmm. But we ultimately know that the healing and the, and the full restoration will come. And eternal life will be our reality. And until that day, we're going to have all kinds of struggles, um, all kinds of physical ailments, 
um, all kinds of spiritual warfare and mental struggles yeah. and emotional things. And so we're, you know, at what point do we do we realize that our our we have a firm foundation in Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know? mm -hmm. He is and ought to be the rock on which our lives are built. So when the when the when the houses come crumbling down and everything falls apart, we look around and we go, still got my foundation. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, man. I'd, I mean, that's a, the church is designed for the sick. Yeah, the weak it's and supposed, humble. Not yeah. not. I mean, it's for everybody, but not the strong. Right. I mean, you come because you, you need it. Mm. Um, we had a gathering last week of uh, in person on on Zoom with a bunch of professors from Michigan Tech praying over the campus. Uh, yeah. and about twenty professors and staff, and from Michigan Tech and Finlandia as well. And uh, I was talking to one person afterwards and asked what the experience was like and. It was very positive and it was great and they prayed together and they, they were open about the needs of the students and themselves and um, the one one person said to the other person, you pray a lot. Hmm. And they said, yeah, why do you pray so much? And these are all oh, Christian people, yeah, yeah. but different cultural backgrounds and stuff like that. And going, well, I, I like being basically in conversation with my father and I there's lots I need to pray for. There's lots I need help with. Yeah. And um, out of humility, not that there's anything wrong with out of brokenness too, but just I turn, I turn to my father often in conversation yeah. and in prayer. Yep. And there's, I, I'm very comfortable to it. Someone needs prayer, I pray for it. Yep. You know, and what a great way to grow mm. and be a witness to other Christians too. So not only are we praying for those that were not Christian on our campuses in our yeah. area, but also learning of lifting other Christians and what that looks like and inviting them into uh, continual prayer life and mm. um, devotional life in that sense too. Oh, so man. it's just super, super huge. Yeah, yeah. Back to the Daniel discussion and okay. the spiritual realm. Yeah. Why do you think so little of Scripture wrestles with, and I don't know if you have an answer, but yeah. just throw something out there but like why do you think it so there's so little discussion on what's going on at a heavenly realm yeah not even behind I mean, maybe it's behind the scenes or how you want to discuss yeah. it but um it's alluded to here and there yeah just enough to like pique our curiosity with it and yeah. kind of go huh yeah but it doesn't show up too often i mean i i'd probably say two things one is that we can't handle it okay I think it's it's too much for us to to understand and comprehend. So what we do get, uh, whenever angels show up in the scriptures, mm -hmm. it's always to deliver a direct message. So the word the, the word angel actually means messenger. So they're a messenger from God to His people yep. to deliver a message. Uh, well, like you, you already alluded to, they, they usually say fear not. <laughs> so it could be because they're afraid in general and they need to not be afraid or it's because when the angel shows up, their first reaction is to be afraid. And so the angel, before they can speak the message, needs to tell them not to be afraid. Yeah. So either way, it's usually fear not. Here's the message from God. Um, and, and most all the time, those angels are pointing, even in the Old Testament or the New Testament, to the promises of God, which all culminate in Jesus Christ. So, so my answer is twofold. One, I don't think we can handle it. But second of all, what the scriptures give us. So this this is this is our 
mm-hmm. our understanding of what the Bible is. The Bible is God's word given to us to point us to Jesus. Yeah. And God has revealed to us in his word basically what God knows we can handle and what we need to know. You know, you could say that we're on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> you know, so he tells us what we need to know. Yeah. Not, not all that we want to know, yeah. but what we need to know. So he, he lets us kind of see behind the curtain for a little bit just so we know, hey, we're, we're duking it out here. Yeah. But just so you know. Um, you don't need to worry about that. You don't, yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry. Yeah. Uh, Christ Jesus is victorious. Yeah. He's already defeated the devil. He's going to come again once and for all to finally crush the head of the devil and grant us all that eternal life. Like, that's, that's what you need to know. Yeah. And, and honestly, if we take a step back and, and look at the things that we wish we knew, well, it's just things that we wish that we knew. Right. But what we need to know yeah. about who God is, who we are, what he's done, what he's promised to do, it's all revealed to us in the scriptures. So we just, we, we need to learn how to be content with that. And if you don't know what that message is in the scriptures, you know, read it yeah. for one. Um, ask, we'd be happy to help walk you through mm-hmm. uh, that narrative to, to see that story. But I, I don't know, does that answer the question? Definitely, I think it's, it's huge. I mean, there's a humility aspect to it that we don't need to know all that. Yeah. Like, I, uh, we like it. I mean, that's why Hollywood <laughs> probably makes movies around random things like that, because right. they can create whatever they want to. And, our minds and Satan jumps in there and fills in those blanks with things. Yeah. And but again, the constant message of Jesus and of the Scripture is focus on Jesus. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Be right here. Yep. I. You have more. You can handle already. I am with you. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. Fear not. Yep. And that's that's huge. Yeah. Live, live, live in my name. Know that you are created by me, loved by me, redeemed by me. Eternal life is given. Uh, by me, Jesus. You know, it's just like, yeah. yeah I mean, how can we not have rest in that? Yeah, it's just, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So I, I always tell people to. I don't think I said it in this sermon, but at, at some point recently, um, I also said this when talking about spiritual warfare. Um, I, I I talk about it like this, and and I actually said it to um to a Michigan Tech athlete after the service on Sunday when she was okay. she was telling me how much this meant, and I said. I said the only reason that we end up talking about spiritual warfare or, or even mentioning the devil in a sermon, like I'm not here to preach the devil's word, yeah. I'm here to preach God's word. Yeah. The only reason that we ever talk about the devil is so that we kind of know his playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said to this college athlete, I said, like you watch the tape of the, the opponents that you're going to play, don't you? And she, you know, she was like, yeah. oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I said, why, right? So that you know what play they're gonna run and you know Oh, we we know what this deal. I've seen this before. I know what to do. Yeah, that's the only reason that we talk about the devil and all his tactics and his craftiness and what he's trying to do, so that when he sneaks up, we can go, oh, yeah, get behind me, loser. You've already lost. You're a wimp. Yeah, like I know what you're trying to do. I've like, seen this play before. I know yeah. what's happening. Yeah. yeah, you just filled up my memory card. Ah. Stupid Aaron. <laughs> you know, should have deleted some stuff. But Satan, I know you're at play. Like you don't yeah. want this to happen. So. You're a loser. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, Jesus is victorious. I mentioned the name of Jesus, you know. Yeah. Bring it on, devil. I don't yeah. care. You lost. So, I mean, I don't really, igno- I don't really want the devil to bring it on, but um, 
You know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> Makes me think about C.S. Lewis wrote a book, wrote a book called Screwtape Letters, which uh, dances on that concept of two demonic beings having a conversation about tricking people and uh, tactics and stuff like that. That yeah. is... It's a good read. Yeah, it's a good read. Sure. So, but yeah. if you're in a spiritual mature place to get there and read it, yeah. it's worth checking out. And yeah. at some point, recognizing you may not be there to read right now, and that's okay too. Yes. So. And to those of you who may be listening, and, and a lot of you probably are in this place where, where the world's thrown a lot at you, and uh, if you're feeling anguished um, or anxious or stressed out or worried or just incredibly burdened and lost or lonely, all, all those things, um, I, I'll just, just tell you again, Jesus is with you. Uh, Jesus is with you. He is with you. Um, uh, I pray that he will see you through this um, but he will be with you through it. When you, when you pass through the waters, I am with you, it says in Isaiah 43. Jesus is with you. Um, and, and not only is Jesus with you, but Marcus and I, and Pastor Kevin, your, your church family, Christian brothers and sisters, we're here with you and we're here for you. So if you need anything, if you need somebody to sit with you, visit you, uh, please reach out. Either one of us or uh, people that we know and trust and love would be happy to come uh, and be with you and visit with you and sit with you, um, either in person or digitally if that's what you need. Mm -hmm. So um, let's just find rest in that. Um, invite Jesus uh, into your life and into your presence. And um, he is victorious. Again, the devil has no power. He has no power, no eternal power. The people of God are victorious. Uh, this day and tomorrow and for all of eternity. So, Marcus, it's been good to sit with you on the brown couch again you too. Uh, this week. And uh, to the rest of you, if you found uh, something encouraging or challenging or insightful in this, our encouragement to you, again, is uh, start a conversation with somebody else about it. Share what you've heard. If you want to share the whole podcast episode with somebody who could benefit from it, please do that as well. Um, we just want to be an encouragement to you and model to you how to have these kinds of spiritual conversations in your life as well. So, Marcus, have a blessed rest of your day. Friends, we'll talk to you later. See ya.